All right, friends, welcome to Los Nazarenos podcast. This is our final gospel and scripture reflection for Lent. We have reached Palm Sunday. Uh, so go ahead and grab your Bibles or click that link um, to reflect along with us. Um, I just want to say thank you for sticking with us through Lent. If you have enjoyed, um, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you can go follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and that's at Nazarenos for Life. And then next week, Kerwin will be back with us to have a Easter reflection. So um, we still have good stuff for you. And then we're also hard at work on uh, season three of Los Nazarenos podcast. All right. Um, so grab your Bibles and we will start diving deep. And so we'll reflect on the readings from Palm Sunday, and they'll also give us some insights into the Easter Triduum. So Holy Thursday and Good Friday and Easter Vigil, the Resurrection. So before we dive too deep, I just want to call back some themes that have come up to us in Lent and that we've kind of teased out through the scriptures. And I feel that the one of the major themes has been God's ways are not our ways. And so this has been shown through Jesus's ministry and what he does in his ministry, how he's revealing himself and how he is completely unlike the Messiah that the Jews were expecting. And so as a reflection is, how is God or how is Jesus unlike the Messiah that we expect in our lives? How are we called to change our perspective of God to more fully understand who God is and therefore more fully understand who we are. And so I think this theme has been really strong. At the Transfiguration, you have Peter kind of stumbling over his words, and God kind of silencing him, and Jesus saying, don't tell anybody about this until after the resurrection. And then we also have the theme of the crucifixion or the cross as glorification. And this ties perfectly into our theme of God's ways are not our ways. Because the cross, this instrument of torture and execution, is seen as the moment of God's glory, the way that Christ is glorified and in this action he is thus glorifying God. This doesn't make sense to kind of bring it into our modern sensibilities. It's the equivalent of us worshiping the electric chair, that God going to the electric chair or to the gas chamber, that's the equivalent here. So the cross is God's glory, and this doesn't make human sense. <laughs> and so what about our readings for Palm Sunday? So we have 
a passage from Isaiah 50, and a passage from Philippians chapter 2, and the Passion narrative from Mark, where we'll read all of chapters 14 and 15 of Mark's gospel. So, if you want to pause and go read those passages from Scripture, now would be a good time to do that. So, in Isaiah 50, we almost get this, it's almost this nearly a one-to-one comparison of what Jesus suffered, and we hear this in Mark's gospel also, and it's appropriate, the heading for Isaiah 50 is the suffering servant. And so, you hear this, these words, the Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. And so I talked about this last week of Jesus's perfect commitment and to God's will. He's not rebellious in the time when it's hardest in the Garden of Gethsemane, where in Luke's account of the Passion, Jesus is sweating blood because he's so agonized by what's about to happen. And then, so this passage from Isaiah continues, I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled on, who pulled out my beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. So that brings us to what Jesus suffered in the, on his trial and when he was at the hands of the Romans. And Isaiah goes on and gives us what the attitude of Christ is. For the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been confounded. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. So Jesus knows through this perfect commitment to God's will that he can rely on God. And even in these most terrible moments of suffering that he's enduring in his passion, that God will deliver him. And God delivers him in the most spectacular way. And that's the resurrection. And another way that Jesus is not put to shame is by this kind of backwards logic that we've talked about where the cross is the moment of glory. That this isn't shame, what Jesus is about to experience. Not at all. It's glory because he's committed so perfectly to God's will, but also because he is destroying sin. He's destroying death. It, absolutely, it's on the cross, it's done. And he does this for us. He does this out of love. And what more perfect way to describe glory as ultimate love. Now, in... A reading from Philippians, we hear a lot about how God in Jesus humbled himself and became 
man. And the words of this passage say, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. And he emptied himself. God emptied himself in becoming a human being in the incarnation. But God empties himself even more for us at the cross. And so, what about this emptying? God gave up everything for you and me and for all of humanity. Every person that has ever been born, that's living and will be born, God gave up everything for you. God gave up being God in the incarnation. God humbled God's self and became human. And then, in God's passion, in the passion of Christ, he even empties himself of his humanity. He allows us to beat him and batter him and whip him and spit on him and nail him to a tree and lift him up and then stab him when he's dead. God allowed humanity to do this to him. And I don't think there's a better way to describe someone being stripped of their humanity than in what Jesus suffered in the Passion. So not only has God let go of being God and emptied himself that way, but completely emptied himself in the Passion of even the humanity. God put God's self even below us. And what's left when God, when there's nothing left? It's love. Why did God become incarnate? Because God loves us. Why did God suffer and go to the cross? Because God loves us. There's nothing left besides that love. So, as we enter Holy Week, let's really reflect on how God emptied himself. And... On Holy Thursday, we're going to be receiving a very important call as disciples. Jesus will say, I'm leaving an example. And this is right after he, God incarnate, has washed the disciples' feet and became the servant, the lowest of the servants, because that was one of the dirtiest jobs in the ancient world was to wash someone's feet. 
is proof in Peter's reaction. That's the example. To be the master is truly to be the servant. Because God's ways are not our ways. And my final challenge for Lent will have to do with that. How can we be the servant? How can we leave? How can we live out the example that Jesus has left us? And live the words that he has asked us to live out. Happy Holy Week and Shalom. Thank you.